You are listening to the Way of Consciousness Radio Network programming to help you explore and rediscover and remember your inner divinity. This is a production of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua. The Order of the Friends of Yeshua community was created to offer support to those who continually seek to embody the Christ message of love, forgiveness, compassion, oneness, and peace. OFJ is not interested in creating yet another worldly structure which could by its very nature set itself apart and seeks not to focus on the personhood of Yeshua Jesus, but to share in the divine realization that He came to share with us, which is that we are all created in the image and likeness of God, and that the kingdom of God is within. OFJ Community is an all-inclusive community of spiritual seekers. We offer dialogue and studies for deep inner spiritual development in seminary courses for to ordain ministry. If you feel called to be a part of OFJ Community or to receive our monthly newsletter, please send an email to ofjcommunity at gmail.com. We'll be happy to send you information about membership in the various programs we offer. In these times of great change, OFJ Community's mission is to offer spiritual support friendship and direction to all now to our program this is the way of consciousness blessings welcome love and light to you all uh this is uh father michael filling in for uh bishop linda she's away uh we also have of course uh bishop lee bishop lee are you with us this morning or this afternoon, I, excuse me. I am. I, I am here. Very happy to be here. Uh, and and Linda Marie is is uh, doing a retreat, I believe. And so we want to send her love, light, and blessings. And uh, we're going to let her know that she is indispensable on this show, as everyone is about to find out. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We miss you. But, hey, the boys are here. So, <sighs> well, what's uh, your beautiful weather like down there in Texas today? You know, finally it's become beautiful. Texas has gone back to being the kingdom of heaven on earth. <laughs> now, the cowboys aren't winning yet, but Uh-oh. I'm sure that's next. Uh, but sure. our weather, our weather is fantastic. We do have some fires though <laughs> that are plaguing Central Texas, and uh, we need to keep those people in our prayers Absolutely. and uh, and and pray pray for rain because that's Absolutely. the only thing that's going to stop it. You know, we're actually short firemen here. Can yes. you believe that? I and, believe uh, it. I believe it. I tell you what, you have a fire breakout and you don't have anyone to respond to that call, and you realize how important our fire, uh, our firemen are, whether it's a volunteer fire department or uh, you know one one run by the city. So if you have Absolutely. a volunteer fire department near you, give them a call and tell them thank you and go to their barbecue. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Well, here in Nebraska, we've got uh, a beautiful, sunshiny day with a uh, uh, high temperature of uh, 75 degrees. Um, we've just had all guys, kinds of fall fall weather here, unlike Texas. You guys got snow? No, not yet. <laughs> I bet Colorado might. <laughs> yeah, well, 75, we think it's... 75 is, is dead of winter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's unbelievable. People are actually putting on coats for in the morning. I bet they they're, are. They're so used to 112 that <laughs> they come out into the 50 or 60, and they're going, ooh, it's cold. <laughs> Takes a while for the body to adjust. Yes, yes. Well, uh, Bishop, have you got any other announcements, maybe about the upcoming uh, um, classes courses. that are going to be offered? And yeah, yes, we, we are planning to offer courses, but we would love to uh, offer these courses to actual people. So if, if you would just email us at ofjcommunity uh, at gmail.com, then you know we'll we'll know and tell us what you want, what you're interested, what your uh, main fields of interest are, and uh, we will plug you into the course. I know that Bishop Linda Marie wants to do a really good course in Aramaic studies, and I think it's real important if we're going to oh, truly my... understand. Go ahead. Excuse me. What what Yeshua is saying. Uh, in the Bible, uh, and as he expresses it here in the way of mastery, uh, that you really need to understand some things about the Aramaic language, which was the language that he actually spoke in, and some of the customs and the culture of first century Palestine, which is where he grew up. So that that's, that's a really interesting and important uh, course for all Christians and anyone interested in in studying uh metaphysical christianity or scriptural christianity anything like that or just getting closer to god uh that is uh an excellent course to take and she's an excellent teacher she really is a college professor yes well i know i'm excited about uh about it and uh Hoping to be there myself. Now, uh, to all our guests out there listening this afternoon, uh, the uh, call-in number is uh, 347-237-5625. And folks, call in. If you got a question, we also have the, uh, the uh, chat open today. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you have a question about the uh, topic of today, which is the the desire and the will of God that He is naturally placed within all of us, and uh, or any questions about the uh, text we may be reading from, uh, please call in, or if you've just got a comment, we'd love to hear from you. Well, shall we move into the uh, study? Yes, we, let's move into the study, Father. Uh, we are studying today uh, 
the following the thread of desire, and today we're going to learn that desire is everything, as well as how we're going to release judgment of desire, and if we have time, uh, desire links you, how desire links you to the will of God. So to begin with, I just want to ask everybody to just take a moment and breathe deeply in and out, and just let the body relax. Just let it relax for just a moment. Now imagine that you can move back from being the actor in the play of your life to being the director and the producer. You're sitting in your studio and you're editing the story of your life. You're looking at all your little clips of film. Clips from the time you were birthed, the time you went to kindergarten, the time you first fell in love, the time you first decided to go to a movie, the time you went off to college, or the time you took a job, this job or that job, or the time you moved to another physical location. Now look closely at those little clips and see if it is not true that for every action you have ever done, for every decision that you have ever made, after trying to analyze it all, is there not underneath it the energy of desire? So let's just look for a moment and see that underneath everything we do is the energy, the energy of desire. And desire is an energy as well as a thought. And let's just feel that energy just for a second. That energy of desire that propels us, that motivates us. So in truth, you see, uh, you, you know, you don't even lift your body from the couch or go to the refrigerator without some sort of desire, usually the desire to eat. And and so desire is that something that calls you into an expression of action. It is desire that makes you do everything. If there was no desire, there would be no action at all. No one enters into an intimate relationship without the energy of desire. For what two have ever looked upon each other and said, I don't feel any desire whatsoever, but let's get married, have children, and raise a family. You know, I think so many times uh, we, we don't stop and think about our desire, about energy as desire as energy. You know, a lot of times we, we think... Uh, that if God is going to put something in our hearts or in our minds, it's going to be something overwhelming, something tremendously uh, powerful that overtakes all of our sense of being. 
But so often, the way God operates is through energy. It's through Absolutely. what we call the still, small, quiet voice. It's a nudge. It's an, if you will, an impetus towards action. Uh, and and we must unlock our ability to feel. This is this is sort of based on your ability to feel, and and even in the Bible it tells us that we have to search through God for God through our feeling. We must feel for God. So desire is that energy which brings forth all waves of creation out of the depth of the ocean itself. And yet, who among us has not felt conflicted about desire? And this this conflict that we have about desire, which stems from a childhood of being told that desire is basically bad and evil and wrong, uh, especially desires about certain things, uh, that, yeah, and that that's, you know, Father, that's where a lot of our problems arise from. It's an inner conflict about, you know, we're feeling something within us that we're trying to repress, but it really wants to express itself, but we really are afraid. And it goes back to the, to the, the, uh, the question that we were answering uh, earlier, uh, uh, there are only st- two states of being that you're going to live in. One is love, and the other is fear. The other is fear, absolutely. And suppressing desires and feeling conflicted about desires is really a fear-based consciousness. Right. And it's interesting that even within, quote, the traditional Christianum, tradi- traditional path, which many of us have grown up in, uh, these thoughts, these desires, these feelings, we're told to keep down as well, uh, not to be trusting of them. And uh, um, where, as I often say, I, I think sometimes the traditional church has turned everything upside down and and inside out. And... Uh, uh, we need to come back to that path, that path of heart, that path of love, that path of feeling. Because again and again throughout the scriptures, we see expressions of emotions that uh, come from God as well as man. We're emotional creatures. We're spiritual creatures. We're bodily creatures. And yet, all three make up who we are as one being and of course our oneness shared as a collective consciousness a collective soul absolutely uh and and once again you know we're told we're told in the church particularly uh that you can't trust your feelings, you gotta trust what we tell you. And and as as a churchman myself, uh and one of the reasons I became a churchman was so I could uh tell people with the same authority that they had been uh told not to express their feelings that they're supposed to express their feelings. 
Uh, Absolutely. I, you know, I became a churchman so uh, so that um, I could express the truth as it was revealed to me, because it's the same. It's, it's the truth of Jesus Christ. It's the truth of Yeshua. And that is based on the heart. It's not based on the mind uh, or the human mind or what we would call right. the egoic intellect. Right. Uh, it's based on the mind of God and the heart of God, which is also within us. Right. And and that that's, that's the true message. But that's yeah. not the message that traditional Christianity gives you. Traditional right. Christianity wants you to trust something outside of yourself. And right. we're saying the truth about what Yeshua is teaching right. is that you must go within yourself, find the Christ within you, that divinity that is in you, that is you, and trust it above all things. And you're contacted with your feelings more than and you'll never be able to contact it with your intellect. Only through your feelings and through your allowing and your willingness to, to allow all this to happen, will he be able to, he or she or it, will be able to express itself through you. So let's go on. Okay. Uh, desire it is that energy uh, that brings forth all waves out of creation from the depth of the ocean. Now, who amongst us has not been taught that desire is evil? Who amongst us has not been taught to desire that it is wrong to desire to be great. Who among us has not been taught that the desire for material comfort is some sort of blot on the spiritual path? And just take a moment and let's look within, look deeply within our soul and see if this is not true. Has not someone told you that you should be, uh, think of yourself as nothing? And that being rich is actually being greedy. And these are these are not synonymous things. It is not greed is not synonymous with wealth. And being a, a grand individual is not not synonymous with humility. <laughs> the the most wonderful thing I keep coming back to is aren't we called even in the ordinariness of our life aren't we called in the presence of God to be embodiments of that presence embodiments of that love embodiment of the glory of God. I can't remember which uh, which father or saint once said, the glory of God is man fully alive to the presence of God. And this text for me brings it back to the heart, to that very desire and those very feelings that are naturally instilled within the human being. As you said, it's a divine energy. It's an energy. It's the very thing that moves us. Otherwise, we would do nothing. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're right. The the fully functioning, the fully present human being is the greatest glory of God. And and I'm I was often reminded by a, a, a preacher friend of mine that God does not share his glory. And I'm going, you know, he doesn't have to. It just has to live through me. <laughs> yes, yes. And it naturally flows if we allow it. That's right. Everything that we're telling you today and everything that we will always tell you is that everything that you are and everything that you need is already present within you. All you have to do is be willing to allow it to shine forth and then abandon yourself to it. So for those of you in an intimate uh, relationship, marriage or commitment of some kind, uh, how many of you have not carried the belief, taught to you by the world, that if you feel an energy of desire welling up within you, when you look upon someone who is not your partner, somehow you have sinned against God? How many of you do not know the experience of trying to rein in the 10,000 horses so sure that if you gave in to feeling desire that everything would run amok and that your attempt to keep your life structured, rigid, predictable would collapse and all hell would break loose? You know, when I was reading this, it kept <laughs> what kept popping up in the mind is is well it says in the Bible Jesus says if you have committed adultery can you hear me? Yes. If yep. you've committed adultery in your heart, then 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 you have you might as well have committed the action. Right. So and and that to me meant, you know, if you looked at anyone uh with desire, uh, then you you were potentially committing adultery or, depending on your status in life, committing adultery. And that is definitely not the case. And we're going to show you the difference uh, in just a few moments about uh, feeling desire and mastering desire. Yet I would Absolutely. say unto you... You would you even exist if God had feared the desire to create and extend love by forming you, at the same time giving you infinite freedom of choice? Just think about it. We are so afraid of our infinite freedom of choice, and we are so afraid of extending our love, had God had these same fears, we never would have been created. Without desire, just look around. Not only would you see nothing, there would be nothing to do the seeing. Everything, literally everything, including ourselves, in creation is the effect of desire. Absolutely. So we must come to the end of ourselves to see that desire is not evil. 
Desire is not to be feared. It is to be mastered. So what is mastery? Mastery is not control. A lot of people feel that if they've mastered something, they have it under control. It's, it, they can control it. They are the master of it. Mm-hmm. That is not at all what mastery means. Right. And here's why. For control, the need to control is an effect of energy of fear, not love. Right. You see, if that's right. Why are you wanting to control something? Such because as you're afraid of world system. Right. You're, we're afraid of being controlled. And right. so we're going to control something else to keep ourselves from being controlled, not realizing that that very act is in and of itself controlling us. <laughs> Absolutely. And and that is fear. So what is mastery? Mastery of desire comes when you recognize that you are safe to feel whatever wave of desire might come up through your consciousness because you realize that you decide whether or not you will act on it, whether you will bring it into the field of manifestation. You see, when you decide, when you come to the decision and come to the realization that you are the person that that decides what experiences you're going to have in life and what you're going to manifest in this life. When you realize that is all within your scope of living and of being, then you can begin and master your own desire. The power of choice is the one power that can never, ever be taken from you. Even if someone seems to take that power away from you, you have given that person that ability. You have chosen to allow that person to be able to take that choice away from you. And they can't. They can't take the choice away from you. Right, right. But you can give them the power to make you believe they have. And so you already have perfect mastery of it. Because nothing you ever experience comes to you without your decision to allow it into your field of manifestation. So you see, even the mastery of desire, we unconsciously, automatically, or naturally, however you want to say it, we have this mastery because we utilize it all the time. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't often use it consciously to create exactly uh, what we think we want. Right. But we, we we use it all the time, creating what we actually tell ourselves we want. Well, may I say, praise the Lord, because he has so wondrously made us, and he has empowered us with all the gifts of love, all of the gifts of heaven. This is a message that each and every one of us, I believe, needs today. Absolutely, Father, to realize that these are all gifts from God that we are fully possessed of at this very moment. 
All we have to do is accept them and utilize them. Absolutely. And every moment is equal. Absolutely. That's all we have right now, this moment. This to absolutely. choose love again, to choose God again. So desire is something that wells up from the depth beyond yourself that can be looked at with perfect innocence and with the wonder of a child. The very act of turning to allow and welcome desire is not something that will sidetrack you from your path of awakening. In fact, it will take you vertically into the heart of God. For if you are to ever create as God creates, you will need to heal your conflicted perceptions about desire. You will need to transcend that energy of fear. And I think we I need to take a moment and talk about what does it mean to transcend fear? What does it mean to transcend? Transcend simply means going beyond. Okay, so a lot of times we 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 look at uh, we look at our fears. We say, "Oh, I have this fear. I have to release it. Oh, I have this. I have to release it." There is one really quick method of releasing fear, and that's transcending the fear. Yes. Not doing thousands of of affirmations and negative uh, affirmations, denying it, and then positive affirmations. Of course, these are all tools, and they're all good, and I use them all. But the quickest way is to simply transcend that fear. Is 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 to, and by transcending that fear, I mean you simply go beyond that fear into peace. You realize that you are inner peace, that you are inner bliss, that you are the silence that is that is simply observing all things from that silent witnessing standpoint. That's who you are. And all you have to do is take a deep breath and go there and the fear vanishes. You have transcended fear by being yourself, which is you are not created in fear. Absolutely. That is our natural state of being. Our natural state of being is, is to have being given the spirit of love, which casteth out all fear. So we we are beings of love, created in love, and created to be love. And and as love, then we just enter that 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 space that is a silent space deep within us, where love alone resides. And there we are hid with Christ in God. Amen. And Yeshua says. There are many who call upon me and pray. There is not an hour in your time frame in which there are not many upon your plane, somewhere on your planet, who are praying to me and want their hearts to be filled with Christ. Yet at the very same time, they are scared to death of an energy that wants to move because they have been taught to fear and to suppress desire. Desire is like the liquid of life that moves through the stem of the rose and allows the petals to radiate with glorious color. When you block the flow of desire, 
the petals cannot be nourished. Death begins to occur. And this is exactly what happens. Oh, we desire Christ with all of our heart. But then we snap and we go, oh, but that's a desire, and desire is bad, so we immediately block it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, immediately, mm-hmm. we immediately block the the willingness to allow the desire to fulfill itself within us by by thinking that desire itself is bad, the, the root of all evil and suffering in humankind. And so we refuse to allow that desire to manifest in our lives. So it doesn't matter what you're asking for, as long as you're conflicted with desire, it, it, it's not going to happen. And and what what else happens? Well, when you block the flow of desire, as the text says, the petals cannot be nourished, and death begins to occur. Mm-hmm. Death of the heart, death of the soul, and lifelessness. Mm-hmm. If you if if you were ever to walk down the city streets and truly look into the eyes of everyone that you see, you would uh, would you not recognize that death seems to have already made a home in the minds of many that are living. Absolutely, dead men walking. Absolutely, for the most part, in the most part, that's what we have today. Just look yeah. in the eyes of the people that you meet on the street, and you can see you can see the death of hope. You can see yeah. the death of worthiness. The death. How many you know? How many people are really playful? How many people are are, are filled with joy and, yeah. and can be playful at any moment? No, people exactly. are serious. Right. They're you know, and their life is serious business. Well, yeah. life was never intended to be serious business. Life right. was intended to be enjoyed. Exactly, and isn't that the uh, definition of of the Holy Spirit in the kingdom of God? It's being joyful, and <laughs> does not the Spirit come in and move us through what we're talking about today, starting with the very root of desire? Was not Christ himself, Yeshua, not moved by the Spirit of God in all that he said, in all that he did, in all the miracles he performed. He said, my works are not my own, but the Father who sent me. The food I desire, you know nothing of, for it is the heaven of manna. And that heaven of manna is brought down to us through the Spirit to the very root of our desiring absolutely to be love absolutely desire moves everything if you were to walk and so we already talked about that so what is healing what do we have to do to heal from to heal our desires so healing requires the willingness First of all, to feel desire, to see it as good and to see it as holy. Does that not mean that if you feel a desire, that it might not become twisted by the egoic patterns in your mind? Of course not. There is always the possibility that desire will be twisted to meet the needs of the egoic mind within you. 
But rest assured, if it has, who has done it? You. Yes. And that's why we have forgiveness. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Always within you, you have known that desire is good. But you suppressed it. Those times when desire came forth and you let it become twisted into serving the goals of the ego, you always knew perfectly well what you were doing. You were and are the decision maker. <laughs> or as George Bush <laughs> says, the decider. <laughs> you you are the decider, Emmaus. Um but but that's really true. And if if you really if you really would allow yourself to just be calm for a moment, take a deep breath in and feel your inner being. Feel that inner being. And you know you're good. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. At that in, in that moment of of silence, when you enter that silence and there is peace, there is bliss, there is unspeakable joy. At yes. that moment, you know that is me. That yes. is me. And it is good. It yes. is good. And then but you know, as soon as you start coming out from there, then you start hearing the world's chatter that goes, You're overweight. You walk <laughs> with a limb. You know. You know what you did when you were twelve? <laughs> remember the yeah. remember that pack of gum you stole <laughs> when you were three? <laughs> <laughs> That's the accuser. <laughs> exactly. And that is is com that's falsehood and that's lies. Right. Do not believe that. But unfortunately yeah. that's the we buy into that. Yes. And and we, we go to church and we go, Oh Lord, I am not worthy, but just say the word and I shall be made whole. We believe the part that says, Oh Lord, I am not worthy. But we mm -hmm. do not believe the part that says, mm -hmm. just say the word. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Because he said the word in the beginning. Yes. Did he not? He and did. what was his word after he created us? This is good. This is good. This Absolutely. is my beloved son and daughter. Absolutely. Absolutely. So here we are the beloved sons and daughters of God, and have been from the very beginning, they got a stupid, insane idea in their head, <laughs> and have, have are just now beginning to awake and realize, whoa, I have been living in a dream. Mm -hmm. But now it's time to wake up. And the way of mastery is one of the reasons, is one of the ways, one of the ways that we have to awakening and realizing that we are sons and daughters. We are the Christ of the Most High. Absolutely. Now I'm preaching. Is, isn't it interesting how this so dovetails with the uh, teaching of Father Keaton on centering prayer? Because centering prayer... And the message that comes through that, as well as the message we are highlighting today, is divine psychotherapy. 
divine psychotherapy. And that prayer moves through us. We enter into its presence, into its silence, and it moves through us. And all prayer manifests as action within the world in which we live, move, and have our very being. Which is God. (laughs) Which is God, absolutely. So you have learned this forever with us, within and without. Absolutely. Carry on. It's all around us. And you have learned, therefore, to fear desire because that fear is the effect of fearing yourself. And that is what cripples you. That is what cuts off the creative flow. That is what leads to everything your world knows as the multitude of psychological diseases. An unwillingness to trust oneself. An unwillingness to love oneself. And the belief that the desire that move up through your beingness are something evil and dark. It's simply not knowing who you truly are. You see, we have been told that we are the ego. We have been told that we are carnally minded. We have been told that we are... that the devil is our father. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And those are lies. Pure and simple lies. We are the perfect thought of God, which is love in form. That's who we are. We were not created by anything other than God. And Mm -hmm. anything other than God's image and likeness. What happened? Did something change our image and likeness? No. Mm -hmm. Nothing can change your image and likeness. You can, however, decide that that's not who you are, that you're going to be something else. And because you are this awesome, creative being, you can create that. Yes. So we create this horribly unworthy, blasphemous, Creation called the carnal mind and the egoic body. Right. And it's all illusion. It's all, it's not true. It's a lie. It's illusion. It's nothingness. It's it's, uh, making uh, nothing something. And and the only thing that would make it, it's completely disempowering our true self. Because how many people can sit back and say, I am as Jesus is. I am God. When Jesus himself says, we may not be the big G God, but we are definitely the little G God. (laughs) We are an aspect of God, the big G, in form, the little G. Mm -hmm. And and liturgy. (laughs) The... uh, The the uh, uh, I got off on a joke. The uh, <laughs> I do that all the time. The, so you see that that we deny who we are. We deny the truth of who we are, and 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 we 
we believe a lie about ourselves. When we exactly. can go deep, and that's why they tell us not to feel our feelings, because when you sit back and you feel and you enter this place of bliss and of peace and of joy, and 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 you go, hey, that's me, you know, right. they're going, oh, that is sentimentalism, beat it out of you. <laughs> you can't trust your heart. You have an evil liver. <laughs> yes. Yes. Bishop. And, and, yes. Uh, may I share this with you? I think this is uh, uh, spot on to what we're speaking to today. We speak of them with love's voice, with love's message. Love is a transmitter. Our identification with him puts us on the throne. His identification with us puts us in the place of leaders. Teachers, comforters, helpers, burden bearers. We bring to God, we bring God to man, just as he came to us. We boldly say, look on us. We are love as he is love. We are love's lips, love's hands, love's feet. Without wires, the mighty generator of Colleen Dom would be helpless. Without a transmitter, God in all of his ability is helpless. His love can find no expression except through the new creation, which we are the new creation, the new man. Those great generators are dependent upon the wires. They and they alone can bear the currents that can stir the motors in the lights of homes of the Northwest. Can't you see if you fail him, he's helpless? We limit him, or we allow him to be limitless. For many ages, the power and the ability of the mighty Columbia was never utilized. For nearly 2,000 years, the limitlessness and the ability of God has been unused. The church has been weak and powerless. Sin has reigned as a master, and the church has served, served it as a slave. And yet, the church represents new creation, the new man, which is Satan conquered. Shall we allow it to go on? You have seen the truth in this mighty message of identification. What are you doing? What are you going to do with it? We, you, I, every one of us holds the key. Shall God be great amongst men once more? Shall he heal and save the multitudes? Shall the vast hordes of men once more hear the message of grace from the lips of on fire with love? Shall the Peters once more walk on the waves? Shall we, shall we hear them say to the cripple, Arise and walk? Shall we see men set free from Satan's dominion? Yes, I believe we shall. We are the masters. We have arrived. We have the things the human spirit has craved. We are now whispering 
Now, greater is he who is in us than any opposition or any lack that may confront us outside of us. Can't you hear the voice saying, this is God speaking? We remember, we remember what manner of men and women he has made us to be. We fear not. At last we are masters. We are the new creation. We are the new men and women. We are the God created, the God indwelt, the God empowered, the God guided. We are the ones in whom love never faileth. Come, let us go up and take the land. We are well able. Amen. That's right. Amen, Father. Thank you. You're welcome. And this really leads us into this part. You think that if only you could stamp them out of your being, you could remain in control, and everybody would like you because you would conform to the smallness and the littleness that is worshipped in human consciousness. But understand well, and here's the next axiom, and we'll probably end shortly. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next axiom that we are given is this. The only relationship that holds any value at all is your relationship with God, your creative source, the depth of the ocean. Right away, the mind says, but what about my mate? What about my parents? What about my children? What about the President of the United States? What about the Postmaster? You will come up with a million examples of relationships that surely have great importance. But the only one that holds value is your relationship with God. For when that is in alignment, all your creations, your choices for relationships and how you will be within them will flow effortlessly from that alignment. Therefore, seek first the kingdom of all these seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added unto you. Do not try to keep a rose by starting to create a rose by starting with the petals, but nourish the roots, and the flower must blossom. So what is You feel what that's been? In itself. Yes, can you hear me? Okay. You're breaking up a bit. Go ahead. The root is the relationship that we have with God within us. And and if if that is in alignment, then everything works out perfectly. Exactly. So I think uh we're about done. Well, and, shall we uh, take want... a moment, uh maybe uh three mo- moments here and uh enter into uh meditation in sure. our closing? You want to lead, guide us through this? Sure. And uh, we'll also uh, utilize some uh, music here. Let us take a deep breath. Relax gently back into the spirit. Relax.
relaxing everything from the top of our heads <laughs> to the tip of our toes. Breathing in deeply, passionately. Fill us, O Spirit, with the desires of the ages, with the desires of love and joy and peace. Fill us with the very presence and the joy of God. Thank you for your presence, O Lord. We love you. Your servant awaits to hear that thundering, still, small voice which speaks into the very depths of our hearts and souls. Such sweetness you bring, such life, such vitality. Gently open your eyes and say, Amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today. And we'll be back next Thursday at 4 o'clock. And we'll continue Desire of the Heart. And we will be talking about the uh, desire that leads us back into the will of God. The desire leading us into the heart of God. So until next week, God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Through Jesus our Lord, amen. Amen.
Thank you for listening to The Way of Consciousness here on the Way of Consciousness Radio Network. Programming to inspire you to live from the divine indwelling within you. This was a production of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua. The Order of the Friends of Yeshua community was created to offer support to those who continually seek to embody the Christ message of love, forgiveness, compassion, oneness, and peace. OFJ is not interested in creating yet another worldly structure, which could, by its very nature, set itself apart and seeks not to focus on the personhood of Yeshua, Jesus, but to share in the divine realization that he came to share with us, which is that we are all created in the image and likeness of God, and that the kingdom of heaven is within. OFJ Community is an all-inclusive fellowship of spiritual seekers. We offer dialogue and studies for deep inner spiritual development and seminary courses for ordained ministry. If you feel called to be part of OFJ Community, or to receive our monthly newsletter, please send an email to ofjcommunity at gmail.com. That's ofjcommunity at gmail.com. We'll be happy to send you information about membership and the various programs we offer. In these times of great change, OFJ Community's mission is to offer spiritual support, friendship, and direction to all. You can find us on the World Wide Web at OFJcommunity.org, OFJmediamonastery.info, on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash user slash OFJTV. To find us in the Apostolic Communion, you may find us at apostoliccommunion.info. Thank you again. This is executive producer of the Way of Consciousness Radio Network, Father Brian Michael Rice.